Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 20th of June, 2023 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Big hellos go out to our fellow Hong Kongers both here and around the world. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. Our 29th of June show is set for next week, Thursday. Join us and our storytellers as they tell stories on a theme of asking for a friend. Live storytelling at the Fringe Club. You can get tickets through our website, hongkongstories.com, or through ArtMe. Just because we aren't hosting a show in July and August doesn't mean there won't be workshops. If you'd like to learn to be a better public speaker, storyteller, or lecturer, storytelling workshops are free, and we really do have the friendliest of hosts. Find more information on the website, hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now with the story told live on stage in November 2022 in a show with a theme, Say What? Here is Jen. So, my Asia adventure began in a cramped and busy office in a language learning center in Taipei. I had been hired from Canada, and I was meeting the recruiter face-to-face for the first time after having flown in the night before from Vancouver. She explained to me that although I had been hired to work with adults and teenagers, what the company really needed was kindergarten teachers. (laughs) I was very reluctant because I'd never worked with kids that young before, but she assured me that I would be well-supported by a Chinese co-teacher And if I really didn't like it, she promised, promised, promised that she would find me something in an adult center. I was not very reassured, but I was disoriented by jet lag and the most intense humidity I had ever experienced, and I wanted to make a good impression, so I agreed. The very next day, I was on site in a kindergarten trying to teach English to three- and four-year-olds. I didn't even know kids that young went to school. And I quickly realized that teaching meant chanting rhymes and singing songs. While I didn't think that was an especially great use of my brand new teaching English as a second language certificate, I was even less thrilled with the non-teaching parts of my job. When I wasn't singing something, I was supervising someone going to the toilet turns out that three- and four-year-olds are not so good at remembering when they need to go to the toilet. They get distracted, they forget or something. So once every hour, we had to line them all up, take them there, and make sure they did their business. Actually, I was singing during those parts because for every repeated activity, we had a musical number. Let's all line up, let's all line up, here we go, here we go. In spite of all of these trips to the toilet, kids still had accidents all the time. Felt like there was pee on the floor all the time. In fact, all of the kids were required to bring in a spare set of clothes as well. That might have been happening because the people at the center were also completely obsessed with making sure the kids remained hydrated. I think it was because of the heat. But again, once every hour, we had to make sure that they all sat down and drank water en masse. Drinking water from a cup, be a good boy, drink it up. I was about four weeks into this not-so-satisfying job, supervising the free playtime with the kids, when one of my three-year-olds called Audi, 
named after the car, came running up to me, clutching his groin. You know where the toilet is, just go. And I followed him while he ran ahead. But then I got stopped about halfway from the toilet by another kid who desperately needed to show me a wooden block. As I disengaged from Block Boy, I could hear wailing coming from the toilet. Before I could get there, Audi was coming back out, crying and walking stiffly. From his shorts, I could see a muddy brown streak appearing down his leg. He looked down and saw it, disgusted, and then reached down and tried to wipe it up, realizing too late that that would result in getting poop on his own hands. Then he tried to wipe them off on his shirt and started crying even harder. The poop just kept on coming and got down to his socks. He noticed it, and I could just stand there and look on in horror as he put his hands on his head in distress. <laughs> I was snapped out of my stunned horror by a whole chorus of, yeah, from behind me. All the kids came out of the play area to see what was going on. I turned back to Audi, and he's walking towards me again with his hands outstretched. I know he's just a little kid, and he's uncomfortable, and he's embarrassed, and he just wants someone to comfort him. But as if he is covered head to toe in his own excrement. Before he could touch me, I grabbed both his wrists and kind of backwards frog-marched him into the toilet. It was a completely tiled room with a hose in one corner for washing it. One of the janitors came over and we maneuvered him into that corner so that we could hose him down. At this point, my Chinese co-teacher rushes in and in a panic says, he doesn't have any spare clothes. He peed in them yesterday and his mummy didn't send new ones. Of course. Just get some other kids. We'll explain it to their parents. At the end of the day, Audi went home in somebody else's clean clothes, led by his grimacing mother who was carrying a plastic bag at a distance from her body. I was rushing to get out because I wanted to try and reach that recruiter before the end of her workday and remind her of her promise. The school coordinator was standing at the door waving, Bye! See you tomorrow! I don't think so. I don't think so. And... Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.